0: Hello, hello, welcome. My name is Sarah Lynn. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Mindful Toolbox. We explore many different activities, tips, and resources that support emotional and mental well-being. All of these are done through the lens of supporting children's mental health, but they're really helpful for just about anyone. I can't wait to share this week's episode with you, but be sure to refer to our webinar that is linked on our website, betteringyouth.co.uk, so you could follow along with all of the details that we are showing. All right, let's hop in to this month's webinar. Hello, good evening. My name is Sarah Lynn. Welcome to June's session of the Mindful Toolbox. Today, we are going to be focusing on building and maintaining momentum. So let's hop right in and check out the agenda. So today we're gonna be starting with some reflection. Reflecting is a really important way for us to identify where we're starting. Next, we're gonna be discussing the importance of self-care and rest to avoid the burnout. Then we are going to discuss the summer slide and how taking big breaks can ruin progress or even pull us backwards. But don't worry, I'm also going to be sharing a process to help you and your child build a momentum, keep momentum, but also maintain their well-being. Let's hop right in. How you doing? No, not in the Joey Tribbiani way, but more so in an empathetic, I want to listen. How are you doing? The last two years are undoubtedly a bit of a write-off for a lot of our students, a lot of our children. They didn't have the same kind of education experience. They didn't have the same kind of support. There was a lot of stop starts along the way, and there were additional factors that were impeding on their ability to stay focused. So I truly want us to go through a reflective period and find out How are we doing? One of the reflective practices that we use in the one-to-one coaching that I provide for students is the Cobes Cycle. Now, this was created back in the 1900s, and it focuses on the pretty much the reflective period that we know today. So it starts with a concrete experience, something that actually happens. We then go into thinking and reflecting on that experience. Then we bring in the learnings from what happened, and then we figure out a plan to put those learnings into action. Uh, This feels a little bit abstract to me and to many of the students as well. So first today, what I would like to do is bring you through a reflective journaling exercise. So there are a couple of journal prompts here, and these are really helpful for when your child just doesn't feel like they're giving you a whole lot to work with when you've asked them. So how are your exams? The first thing that we can ask them to do is to rate their exam level on a scale of one to seven, one being super easy. They got everything right and seven being incredibly difficult and you got almost every question wrong. From here, we can move into feelings. So how did you feel in the lead up to each exam? This will be a key question here as well because it will dig a little bit deeper in how they felt while they were writing the exams as well. So it will be interesting to find out if there was a difference in the lead up and then actually when they saw the paper, how did that emotion change? The third question is what do you reckon could have made the experience easier or less stressful? What could you have taken ownership over to help make this a better situation for yourself? And finally, what can you do over the summer holidays to help build the momentum or put what you've learned into practice? So once your child has gone through these journal prompts, we can then use this as a basis to continue the process with them in in building and keeping that momentum. But I'm sure you're wondering, who are you, why should I listen to you, and where is this coming from? Hi, my name is Sarah Lynn. I'm the head tutor and founder of Bettering Youth, an academic tutoring company that blends in the emotional well-being coaching. I have created the Mindful Toolbox community as a sister company to Bettering Youth because we found that some of our students didn't actually need the academic support, they only needed that well-being support, so enter the mindful toolbox. The skills and activities and tips and tricks that we provide in the various different streams that we work with students and families is all grounded either in my personal experience of navigating navigating through numerous transitions, anxiety, mental health situations, or backed in the latest science around learning theory and mental well being. So, knowing that, then let's hop in because we all know that we cannot pour from an empty cup, right? It's just, it's not possible. So, if your child has just written big, big exams for an entire week, it makes sense that they're going to come to you and say, Mom, Dad, I need a break. Like, I don't want to have to do extra work. We're nearing to the end of this school this school year. I've worked really hard. I need some time to rest. That totally makes sense. So how can we find a balance? What can we do to support them in, yes, recuperating, finding that passion and that excitement around learning again, but balancing it with maintaining and building momentum so we don't have a backwards a backward slide. The backward slide is something that all students face if they do not do anything throughout summer. Okay, so the summer slide, here are a couple of facts for you. (laughs) So here are a couple of facts for you. One month of English skills are lost over summer months. One entire month of learning English skills are lost over the summer months. One and a half months of math skills are lost over the summer holidays. One and a half months of math skills are lost over the summer holidays. Now these actually, these statistics were also taken prior to COVID. And now there's actually something called the COVID slide as well. So just bear that in mind as we go. It takes six weeks from September to October for teachers to do a relearning period to make sure that students are now kind of caught back up to where they were in June or July of the previous school year. So they spend six weeks relearning skills, but those six weeks sometimes are still not enough for some of those students to help bridge their gap. Especially in a classroom setting where they may not understand, where they may not be able to get the support that they need, or they may not be targeting the skills that they require. So two and a half hours a week is enough to stop the slide. That's the good news. It takes about two and a half to three hours a week to stop this backwards slide. Keeping this in mind then, let's start making a momentum plan. What can we do? The first thing that we're gonna do is identify a problem statement. So this is really powerful because it encourages our children to take ownership not only over their results, but what their plan of action is going to be as well. It's all well and good for a child to come up to you and say that exam is really hard, I don't feel like my teacher taught me anything. Like wash their hands of responsibility and off they go. But that's not going to serve them well because I'm sure there were things that they could have done to help with the process so they would have got a better result or they would have felt better about it. So this is the problem statement. It starts by first identifying what the problem is, including how this made you feel emotionally identifying the impact that this then had on the goal, like what was the end outcome. Then they have to dig a little bit deeper and identify what they want to do over the summer to focus on solving this problem. Then we need them to reflect, here's the reflection part, on how they think it's gonna make them feel when they actually put this into action and they achieve what their goal is. It's important to make sure that they now also have a method to track their progress and for them to decide how they're going to stay accountable and who they're going to stay accountable to. So one of the year eight students I was working with this week, she and I went through it together and she identified that she didn't feel like she did well in her math exam. She felt frustrated, embarrassed, and annoyed She said things like, I'm not good at maths, and so I don't revise, but then she feels bad when she gets low grades, and she's kind of worried because her parents don't want her to be in the bottom set at the new school, but if her grades continue this way, that might be the case. So she wants to use this summer to focus getting better at specifics here, getting better at fractions, decimals, and percentages, as well as algebra. It's gonna help her to feel more confident going into school next year. And she's going to track her progress by doing an end-of-year test at the end of summer and then doing another one later on to see how much she's improved. And her accountability will be her mom and myself, her tutor. So then we need to figure out, okay, yes, we've got, what, five weeks left of school. They just had huge exams. We have hot weather coming up, we have summer coming up. How can we help them to make it fun so they can actually stay focused? So the first thing we need to do is identify or recap on what they wanna work on. Then dig a little deeper. What is it specifically that they wanna work on? Okay, how do we use these skills in everyday life? Is there a way that you can pull activities from your daily life and use them to practice these skills that you're not feeling confident with? And then who do you want to help you learn? So when I went through this with my student, she again identified that her goal is to improve her understanding of fractions, decimal and percent, as well as algebra. Specifically, she wants help with going from fractions to decimals and reverse, as well as factorizing. She identified that um, using fractions and decimals in her everyday life could be when she goes to the store and there's a sale of 20% off. And she then needs to transition that percent into a fraction and into a decimal to find out how much money she's going to save. It can also be when she's baking. And if it says one third of a cup, she needs to know how to transition that into a decimal. And she's identified myself as her person to help her learn. So finally, this part here is also very important, because we want to make sure that our students don't go from being super overwhelmed with exams, and then just continue a big push with no rest in between. We can't pour from an empty cup. So it's important for them to go through a self-care check. So what, why and when do they feel best? When they know that they're tired, what do they need to do? How do they prefer to spend their time? And what are their favorite self-care activities? So taking a peek, she feels best when she's with her friends, outside, exploring, and with her dog. When she's tired, she needs to spend time alone. She needs to exercise and she needs to sleep. She prefers to spend time with her friends rather than being alone. And some ideas for self-care are girls' nights, board games, walks with her puppy, baking, and working out. So with all of this information, we can then pull it all together and make a momentum plan. So I've created a key here, and I've identified that there could be focused learning, self-care, and passive learning. So focus learning is actually about learning something. So for instance, this child needs to understand how to go from fractions to decimals. Well, maybe they just don't realize that they're interchangeable and they need to go through a place value chart so they can see that the tenths column is actually one out of 10. So if there's a number right behind the decimal, it will likely be a number out of 10. So there's key things that they might need to actually learn. So they may spend 30 minutes doing that. The white one would be the self-care. I wanted to be able to clearly show you how much and where that self-care could be in our next slide. And then thirdly, the passive learning. Are there games that they could play? Are there videos that they could watch? Is it about studying and revising? Do they have to do some active recall bits? This is more about studying than learning. So there's a bit of a difference. So for that reason, when I show you our slide, you'll see that there is a division between actual focused learning and it kind of like fades into more passive learning opportunities. So at the beginning of the month, We're really trying to build those habits of learning for 30 minutes every single day. So we spend more time doing that than we do on self-care because we want to build those good habits. In the second week, we may take a little bit more time for self-care and we might spend some time revising what we've already learned. And then in the third week, we're going to try and even things out a little bit. In the fourth week, we're going to bring in a little bit more revision in actual learning. And then in the last week, by that point, it should all be revision. We shouldn't be having to learn anything new. Okay, so I hope this was really informative. I'd love to hear your feedback. What would you like more information on? If you have any questions, do let me know. But please remember to pin this in your diary. This is a free workshop that happens every second Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. We talk about well-being and mental health in order to support your family, both within and beyond the classroom. If your child requires support one-to-one, please get in touch with VeteranYouth.co.uk. I'm Sarah Lynn. Thanks so much for joining me this evening, and I'll hope to see you in our hub. Take care.